Time to be a seagull, by me, Arista. One bright and sunny day on Sandy Castle Island, Piggy was desperately trying to catch some crispy red ants for breakfast. Half of his face ached with small scars caused by sharp nibbles from the ants' pincers. He popped his head inside one of the ants' homely holes again, and he spoke. "Excuse me, is anybody in there?" he asked. His little voice thundering impressively through the tunnels. I need to eat some ants, and I've heard that some ants live here, don't they? His voice echoed through the tunnel as he snapped his beak wildly. Snap! Down his nose, he saw something small twisting in his beak. It's alive! He screamed. Great bird god, it's alive, and it's screaming! For a couple of seconds, the ants' screams and Piggy's shrieks of terror mingled with each other, before slowly subsiding. As Piggy realized that he was much bigger than the ant, who now stood shivering on the sandy floors of the beach, he threw his head back like a champion wrestler and began fighting the minuscule insect with his yellow beak. "Stop wriggling," said Piggy. "I'm trying to eat you. Give the bird a chance at something." Suddenly, he lost his grip. And the ants squirmed away. What if you can turn into a proper seagull? Whimpered the ant, who was now so frightened he was ready to try anything. You can go to the seagull business workplace, and you know, train to be a seagull. Oh, said Piggy, momentarily distracted. That sounds businessy and workplacey. He left the ant, who was now thinking what workplacey meant, and walked over to the edge of the island. The clear, salty waters rippled like blue-white snakes, churning with such force that washing up at his webbed feet with the gentleness of a baby blanket. How do I even get there? Asked Piggy, perplexed beyond measure. Then, as if following his puzzled command, a window appeared, floating steadily on the water. Of course, the window could have just been a broken window, fallen from a cargo ship, or those huge ships full of trash and garbage. The ones Piggy liked to call the garbage years. Quick, get on the window," said a squeaky voice behind him. "Get on the window, you dumb bird!" He was the little ant again. "I promised you a workplace, and that's exactly what you will get," he squeaked solemnly. "You may be a seagull, you may have just tried to eat me, but you have spared my life. Now, quickly, before the portal closes!" Piggy ran wildly, as if he was on fire. He wanted to impress his friends. He wanted to be his parents' favorite child. Just the thought of the seagull's privileges made him shiver with excitement. But just as he was about to slam onto the damn window, it vanished, and he landed on the grainy sand with a hard, painful thump. Piggy felt as if he could lie there forever. He had embarrassed himself in front of everyone. And his entire fluffy body throbbed. The pain felt like an ugly monster climbing up his arm and clawing its way into his bones. Oh, you poor thing," said Tranny, one of Piggy's nicer friends, and sat down at where he lay. She covered his wounds gently with all the soft leaves she could find, and called her brother, Bruce, over to assess the damage in case she missed something. "You've got some nasty scar in there, buddy," squawked Bruce. His face twisting and his forehead wrinkling, it was obvious that he was grossed out by the mere sight of blood. I do hope you get better soon, pal. 
kindness in his voice sounded false. In fact, Piggy knew it was false. There was a hint of relief in Bruce's voice, as if he was happy that he wouldn't have to catch food for someone who couldn't hunt for themselves, and that Tranny would now take care of it. Piggy was disgusted, but too tired to argue or make any accusations. That night, when the moon was high in the sky and glowing like some bizarre white nut, Piggy decided he was going to call for another window, like he did last time. He reflected on the mishap bitterly, and a whole new wave of shame choked him. But determination strengthened him, and he hobbled over to the side of the island again. Um, started Piggy, unsure about what to say. How do I get there exactly? Then came a gigantic swoosh of waves, as if Piggy had disturbed the gods of the sea, and the huge mass of water started to engulf him, water which was carrying some old broken window. Window? The window! He leaped such a leap it would have been sure to make a kangaroo proud. With a smash and a screech of feet scraping against glass, the portal gave way and Picky fell into deep, murky waters. Welcome to the underwater seagull business workplace, someone said, helping Picky up to his feet. I'm Manger, the manager. Picky, still drowsy from the waters, looked up to see another seagull, like him, with a very dark hat, but a very bright smile. Where am I? asked Picky. His mind was still bubbling, and he felt as though his head was gushing with seawater. Manger, the manager, looked at him with an odd face. I just said, he chirped, this is the seagull business workplace. Picky blinked once, then twice, then it all came back. He had done it. He had finally arrived at the seagull business workplace. Stop right there, son, said Manger cheerfully. I know you feel like you've accomplished something by just arriving here, but the real work hasn't even started yet. Oh well, Picky said to himself half-heartedly. I'll bet this'll be easy. Unsurprisingly, that was easier said than done. Peaky tried some of the activities, but he wasn't good at anything. He kept slipping on the slip and slide, which he obviously wasn't supposed to slip on. He kept missing the target on the spinning wheel of flight, and he was no good at the eat the ant game. He was too nice to eat the ants. This is harder than it looks, said Peaky to himself, as he failed yet again. I'll never be a proper seagull. He felt hopeless. What kind of seagull can act like a seagull? Why was he different from the others? Why could he never be good enough? Suddenly, he saw something flash out of the corner of his eye. Propped against the shelf before him was the Seagull of the Month trophy, which stood beside a framed picture of bruise. Angry, Piggy stopped, stomped over to read the small print underneath. To my entire family, it read, I could never have accomplished this without Tranny, Mom, Dad, Sister Ellie, and Tranny's friend. I love my family. Not even a mention of Picky's name! Instead of feeling unhappy, Picky started to feel confidence flooding into his veins, and he laughed. I'll show you, Bruce, he whispered. Now you may be embarrassed because of me, but soon I'll be someone worth knowing. Just you wait and see. Over the next few months, Piggy trained hard, pushing himself to be the best seagull he could be. Every time he failed, he would remember all the seagulls that stood behind him, all of his ancestors willing him to accomplish his goal. 
One day, while Piggy was nailing his turn at the wheel of feathers, the squawk squawk intercom buzzed above. Hello, hello, seagulls of the business, came the personante intercom. We would like to thank you all for working so hard this year. It was a tough pick, but this year's seagull of the month is... Drum roll, please. Picky! Congratulations, Picky! You now have the honorary seagull's privileges. Well done. The happiness bursting inside of Picky was nothing to compared to what he felt when he saw Bruce's beak turning into an O of surprise and absolute horror. It was worth the wait, he thought, relishing Bruce's fury. Crowds of admiring seagulls flocked around him, giving him hugs and congrats. But the first to reach Picky was his family. Too picky, said his mother, foraging a feet, a seed from her leafy handbag. Too picky the seagull. Too picky the seagull, everyone cried, and feasted on their own sunflower seeds and fish. Hummingbirds sang for sweet honey, and the wind whistled through the trees as he, Picky the seagull, flew into the horizon with his friends, family, and a heart that swelled with happiness.